Hello, everybody, and welcome to Strip Search, the comic strip podcast with Pete Chianka and Dave London. I am Pete Chianka, and I am here with... Dave London. That's hence the name. Do you like how that works? <laughs> you know, it, it seems to work well. We put a lot of thought into that. Um, so did our parents. <laughs> exactly. Not together, though. Um, welcome to our latest episode. We are excited to have Chuck Dillon, who's a great illustrator, uh, humorous illustrator. Uh, who's, he'll be sitting with us uh, in a very short while to talk about what he does and, and some of his uh, recent work. Uh, meanwhile, I'm, I'm here with Dave, who since the last time I saw him, he has grown a beard. It's throwing me off. Yeah, I, you know, I for the for those of you who don't know me, I, I am bald, and so I I, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but, but so I, I decided to shake things up a little bit and uh, let my beard grow. I've never grown a beard before, and so I've, I've got the full beard. I keep it trimmed, you know. It's, I was going to say it is it is very neatly trimmed. So just for a different look, it is. Well, we'll we'll be putting a uh, photo up on our uh, website petpeevescomic.com slash podcast where you could uh, listen to our other podcasts and uh, see what Dave looks like with the beard. I have my goatee, you know, about uh, 22 years with this goatee. I was wow. figuring it out recently. Wow. It's a long time. It's a lot uh, grayer than it was. Yeah, you can see a few gray hairs. <laughs> a nice. few, yeah. It's time to get rid of it and get your trophy goatee? <laughs> just, just a few. I'm, gonna get, I'm thinking of getting one of those brushes <laughs> that, you know, puts the color in when you, when you spin it on there. It's, it's getting to be that time in my life. Anyway, we uh, before we get to Chuck, I, I just wanted to mention a, a couple of things. Um, one, we have a, a brand new partner um, in in this little endeavor of ours. Uh, that would be a comic strip cartoonist magazine, which I uh, recently became aware of as a terrific uh, little publication um, that's distributed. It's it's both a magazine and or you could get it um, online. Um, if you go to petpeevescomic.com, you will see uh, a link. To, um, to where you can find out more about it. And um, it really does some terrific profiles of cartoonists. It spotlights cartoonists, uh, you know, working cartoonists who are, um, you know, out there today. There's a, um, a profile of Brian Anderson who does uh, Dog Eat Doug, um, which is, um, uh, I don't think uh, Doug is actually eaten in any of the if no, that would, that would violate some law. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's what makes it funny. Um, you know, and in addition to um, a bunch of other uh, features on cartoonists and what they do, and you don't have to be, I should clarify, you don't have to be a cartoonist. It's not necessarily an industry magazine, although I think it's a must. You're a subscriber, right? I, I am a subscriber. I. Uh, it's a great, it, it's put together great, just nice full color, really well done layout, so real, really visually interesting to look at. I mean, you probably have to know how to read, but... <laughs> that comes in, but there's a lot of pictures, so not, ne- <laughs> not necessarily. You could just, just peruse it. And um, but even if you just enjoy comic strips and cartoons, it's it's definitely worth worth a read. So again, come up uh, to our website petpeevescomic.com, and you'll find uh, a link and some more information on that. And we also wanted to mention another big event coming up in our area of um, of Boston. Actually, Jamaica Plain is uh, the location of this. The Boston Kids Comic Fest, which is coming um, Saturday, April twenty eighth. And it's um, it's an event. It's it's like a comic con, but it really is aimed at um, family friendly stuff, um, comic strips, graphic novels, uh, children's books. It's going to be a book fair, workshops for kids, um, and where um, we may even be there, Dave and we myself are, um, are may be there uh, broadcasting live. So we're trying to to work that out, and we're going to be previewing it in our March edition of Strip Search. So much more to come on that, and more on our website there too but um 
So please come to our website and you can read about that. Find a link to the Boston Kids Comic Fest to learn more about how you could get involved there as a cartoonist or just as somebody who wants to uh, come and enjoy the festivities with your family or alone if such a thing appeals to you. Um, and that's really all I have. I'm just excited to get to, to Chuck. Do you have anything else to add, Dave, before we get going? Uh, just, it's been a lot of fun doing these podcasts, and I'm really looking forward to doing more. And if there are any cartoonists out there or humorous illustrators who are interested in being a guest on the podcast, certainly we welcome you uh, reaching out to us. You can get us, as Pete said, on our website at petpeevescomic.com. Right, or you could even email us at petpeevescomic at gmail.com. Okay, we will be breaking for a very short commercial interruption, and then we will be back with Chuck Dillon. Stay tuned. Okay, we're back with um, our guest for the day. We're really excited about this. Chuck Dillon is here. Um, he's a terrific humorous illustrator who we were lucky enough to um, to come up uh, to have come in and, and join us today and talk a, a little bit about what he does. And uh, just looking at it, it looks like a lot of fun. We'll find out if it's a, just as much fun to uh, draw this stuff as it is to, to look at it. So welcome, Chuck. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, Chuck, how are you? Good, good. Uh, no, it's it's terrific to have you in. I, I've been enjoying your, um, you sent a couple of, of your books and, and I've been looking at your your work online and it just has has such a life to it it's it's just fun you know colorful uh, you know exciting um you know and and funny um but not you know goofy funny it just yeah. has it has a real interesting feel to it how do you approach you know sort of how you're you're doing an, il- an illustration um when i'm doing my busy illustrations uh gosh it depends what the subject is you know if i'm doing something for highlights say i'm doing like a busy illustration of um Fenway Park, actually. I just did one. Uh, I saw that year. one, yeah. Yeah, and I just do a lot of research first to kind of get a feel for how it, you know, how the place feels, yep. like the excitement. And then I do a lot of thumbnails, real small thumbnails, try and figure out what the best angle is. You know, and then just, you know, I ignore the fact that there might be 100 or 150 people in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it, I'll kill myself. <laughs> but, uh, and then I, you know, the, when I get the right research um and i try not to let the research dictate what i'm going to draw i right. i kind of have an idea in my head what i'm looking for and then you know i just kind of start putting it together piece by piece and then sometimes i realize i'm in over my head with the, uh, <laughs> the fenway piece i was like whoa I, did you go to fenway and, and no physically? i've never been i haven't been there yet oh yeah, we're gonna so, have to rectify that so uh <laughs> yeah um so yeah with that piece you know, I was just doing the research and then kind of figuring out. The, and they wanted part of, I think, the field. And I was like, there's no way. Like, if I do the field, I'm going to have to draw, like, 300 people. So, uh, you know, I had to cut it down, basically. Although, it was, I mean, it was impressive. I mean, having just seen that and having been to Fedway, I was like, I think I sat there. <laughs> like, it really had a really? good, you know, it, it really put you there. Yeah, You yeah. know, in a cartoony way, but you, you really got the feel of, of the place. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, how did you get started in, in illustrating? Clearly, it's, I'm sure um, it was something you, you liked. Yeah, I've you know. always loved to draw. Uh, it was just always something. I grew up in a pretty poor family, um, so my mom would just bring home reams of copy paper. For mm-hmm. my brother. My, I have two brothers and a sister. But my brothers and I you know, did more drawing than my sister did. But uh, So, yeah, we would just draw for hours, and I was really the only one that went that route. Um, the rest of my family you know, went in different, different directions. My one brother is a musician, so he is kind of in the arts. But... Uh, yeah, I was the only one that went the way, and then I uh, went through high school, um, kept drawing, you know, and I, before the Ninja Turtles became a popular cartoon, my brother, I remember, brought me home 
like the gritty black and white version. And uh, I immediately was like, whoa, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know? <laughs> and then I started writing the Ninja Turtle guys, uh, sp- specifically Jim Lawson, um, who wasn't you know, the two of the main creators, but he was working on a lot of the comics then. We just we kind of became friends through letters. And then I just started doing that with other comic creators and just getting influenced by, I don't know if you guys know, Stan Sakai does Usagi Ojimbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started studying, you know, through high school. And I knew, like, I'm not a smart guy, you know, still <laughs> not. Um, but I was like, this is really, you know, and I think about now, like, if I was, if I lost my right arm, like, I can't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> right, know? so it was one of these yeah. occasions where it was this or nothing. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so then I went to, I went to uh, Hushin School of Art, a little art school in Philadelphia, um, great little art school there's no academics it was four-year associates degree but you wind up learning more art than you would at the university and it was probably a fifth of the price you know so i went to that school and i just felt at home and uh i landed a comic strip in um the philadelphia daily news that year oh okay i think my the end of my sophomore year i think it was uh because they were coming out with like a teenage section called fresh ink so i just sent them some of my comics and they loved it so it was it was three columns so it was a little bit bigger than a Sunday and I did that like once a week for a couple or three years I think I did that that's terrific and it taught me so much you know and, and the school was nice enough that they gave me off like a couple or one day a week so I could just do that kind wow. of gave me credit for that class because I think it was um this is dating me, but it was a paste-up class. You know, mm-hmm. I, oh, I remember paste-up <laughs> very well. I think you dated yourself when you said you wrote a letter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, and then um, I did that for a number of years, and I tried to get it syndicated after I graduated school, uh, graduated from college, and I just... I kept getting letters like, oh, you're in the top ten, you know, and I kept <laughs> getting there, but it was kind of like... I got to get out of my mother's basement, you know what I mean, and get, like, a real job. So uh, I started teaching at Hushin. I taught there for 13 years, which is where the, we could talk about that later, one of the books came yep, from. Yep. Um, and one of the teachers was like, do you ever try doing hidden pictures for highlights? And I was like, no, I never really tried that. So, And highlights would come there because they're from the Poconos, which isn't too far from Philadelphia. Right, it's about right. three hours. And they would come and look at kids' portfolios. And, you know, I didn't show them. I, I didn't want to you know, outdo the kids or anything or be like, hey, I'm a teacher, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than them. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, <laughs> but, uh, but I would meet with them, you know, and just kind of became friends with them, uh, the people that would come. And so, yeah, I just started submitting them and, you know, one thing led to another. I just kept getting more, more and more work from them. Um, and that's been pretty steady since, gosh, 1999. I wow. That's, yeah. Now, I'm used to highlights from, like, being a kid. I remember going to the dentist's yeah. office and seeing highlights <laughs> from, you know, 20 years earlier. Right, right. Just collect. <laughs> How yeah, they're 75 years old this year. <laughs> how think, how so. often does the magazine come out? Um, it's monthly, but now they have like High Five for kids on five and under. They have a baby one. It's called Highlights Hello, which is for uh, like parents to read to their babies. And it's actually made with special paper so the babies can't eat it, which I think is great. <laughs> it's like brilliant. Um, and then they have just magazines of just hidden pictures. So it was a great way to get my foot in the door because they were always looking for hidden pictures. Goofus and Gallant, they still there? Yeah, still Goofus and Gallant. Goofus is like toes. eating, eating yeah. Tide Pods and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. I always hated that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they still give me a lot of work and now they're doing a lot of digital stuff. So I imagine, know, yeah. yeah. It ranges all over. But, um, so yeah, that's, you know, I've just been doing freelance work for them and then whoever I can get my hands on pretty much, you know, you guys know how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of scrambling, but yeah, 
yeah. but it seems like you you know you really sort of uh, hit a nice uh, you know where <laughs> you're actually getting steady work, which not yeah, everybody yeah. can say. Yeah, I felt like I was you know. Like when they asked me to do the first real busy hidden picture or the first busy illustration, I was like, I felt like this is what I'm meant to do because mm-hmm. I'm not the greatest writer. I do write once in a while, like some comic strips and stuff. But like putting visual gags together for kids you know, mm-hmm. that are clean and fun was like, oh, I, I love doing this. You know, this is a lot of fun. Now, when you started teaching, did that sort of change the way you approach your work at all? Like sort of seeing Yeah, it definitely. Eyes? Yeah, like... Yeah, Dave and I were just talking about what we use at home. Like, I still use Photoshop because I taught it for 13 years. So, like, you know, they always say, like, you find out if you really know something when you have to teach it. It's just like, whoa, yeah. you know. Because um, I taught PageMaker, too. I don't know if you guys remember oh, PageMaker. Yes, yeah. I do. That's what I started doing. I started subbing to do that just, like, a half a day. Um, and then I started teaching Photoshop. And that was, like, in the difference between a creek and an ocean. Yeah. Right. That's what I tell my students. Because I would have students that would come in. I taught the freshmen. They're like, well, I have this gift. I have this certificate that I, you know, I learned Photoshop. It's, you know, it was a two-week class that I took. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. You know nothing. Like, I appreciate that, but you can't (laughs) learn Photoshop in two weeks. I still don't know it all, and I've been working with it, you know, for 10 years. So now, um, you're drawing, though. You're actually drawing. You're not doing electronically, at least. No, I'm not. Yeah, I still draw by hand, still do pencil. Every once in a while, ink something. Um... That's basically too big. You know, like right now, I'm doing these hidden pictures that are basically like they scan across, so they're real long. They're like, I think the ratio is like three to sixty-nine, like really skinny and long. So those, I'm like, all right, I got to ink this by you know with computers. But yeah, about ninety-nine percent of what I do, I I ink it you know on my big light board. So for uh, for the technical people, I always ask the question: yeah. What are your tools of choice? Uh, for inking, um, I still use Microns, and uh, I think they're called Statlers, too. Yep. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that right. The and gray then, uh, ones, right? The, yeah, 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 the gray one. I think the, the Microns are a little bit more flexible. I go back and forth, you know. And I actually, I still use uh, a mechanical pencil, the same mechanical pencil I've used for, I think it's going on 25 years wow. now. <laughs> you you changed leads, though. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> <so, yeah. laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I just got back... Uh, well, another travel book I have coming out um, was in New Zealand, and I did it all in pencil. Wow. And uh, and I think we were in Fiji, and it broke. Like, the pencil broke, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm in Fiji. <laughs> Where am I going to get another pencil? <laughs> but I was able to fix it with some uh, some masking tape, I think, and it's still like that. But. So let me ask you a super technical question. I, I've seen a lot of your intricate drawings of buildings, churches, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. How are you doing perspective on that? What are you doing on land? I Yeah, well, at Hushin, which was nice, uh, the school I went to, it was fine arts-based, but we really learned, like, good perspective. I had normal perspective classes that you would have a freshman as a freshman, but then I had an advanced perspective. And, it, you know, it, it gets to that point, like, because I taught figure construction to freshman year, and my students were always like, do I have to create this grid every time I'm going to draw a figure? And I was just like, no, you, you don't have to draw. The, it'll just become ingrained in your head. And that's, I think, what happened with the perspective with the buildings and stuff that I do, that I, it's just something that is in me now. Now I know, like, oh, that doesn't look right. So I don't do, like, a whole, you know, two-point perspective, three-point perspective thing. I just It's kind of guesswork, but, it again, there's education behind it, you know, and, and observation. Um, but yeah, it's you know I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, it's just what you do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
Just to talk a little bit, you mentioned the students, the, the um, book or booklet that you put out, Which Art Student Are You?, which we were yes. sitting here reading and laughing <laughs> before you came in. I, I awesome. Not having ever been to art school, I can't say, but I have a feeling it's dead on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. Students. It's going to be 10 years old next year, so it's a, there's certain things that I look at and I cringe, and I'm like, I need to update that. Because <laughs> I think the girl has like a Nokia phone. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a lot of it does apply. And that what was so neat when it came out, I thought only art students would get it and then i started getting letters from like universities all over the world and you know just normal professors that don't even teach art are like i have these students in my class yeah and they drive me crazy <laughs> well, it's actually my, my wife is a college instructor in composition uh, okay mm-hmm. but could recognize all of yeah, those yeah. types you yeah. know no, maybe not all of them but a good number of them yeah well that's the, the number one request i get probably once a month i get a request from somewhere in the world saying can we buy your, I think it's the stress student. Uh They want to like buy that. And it's never from an art school. It's from like just a normal college or university. You know, it's really neat. Now, what would you, I assume your students have probably seen it. Are they, uh, do they get nervous that they're going to wind up in Yeah, I don't let them see it until they're (laughs) after the first half of freshman year. Because when I, when I posted it on my blog, um, within, I remember the, uh, that website, the blog called Drawn. I don't know if you guys remember that. I don't think so. I'm not sure if I do. I think it was called Drawn. Um, but they posted it, and it was like, it was a really popular blog then because they would just post like the best art of oh, okay. you know, the day or whatever it was. And within, gosh, a week, I had 100,000 followers on my <laughs> blog, which was like, whoa, you know, it was crazy. But at the same time, all the hate mail that I got within hours was like wow like i really touched the nerve you know and i didn't have thick skin then i think that's what made, <laughs> it, it made is me tough. Get that thick skin yeah, yeah. so I w- i'm always very careful like i try not to because i think of the freshmen that come in that have a lot of the misconceptions about art and if they read that it can be very discouraging so i say like just wait like till half of the year and then i think you'll get it you I know. don't it mean spirited. I mean, this, these are. Yeah, well, I think some of them took it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, which, yeah, maybe they had thin skids too. But. Right, right. Yeah, especially like I, I noticed a lot of the goth kids, which is, I think, emo now. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, and the anime kids, um, they were the ones I think that took the most offense, you know, because I basically said, like, you know, the goth kids don't really draw. They just dress like they're artists. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the most part. No. Yeah, yeah. That and then the anime kids, that's all they want to do is anime. And I'm like, but you're in America. You know what I mean? Like, you need to have some variation. That's fine. But it's such a niche market. You need to branch out a little bit more, you know? Um, so, yeah, I got a lot of heat mail from them. <laughs> so, did you have to – so you're from Philly, but you live in the Boston area now. Did yeah. you have to give up the teaching gig? Yeah. After uh, – I taught there for 13 years. Um and then a new, uh, new owners came in because Hushin used to be, kind, I don't want to say family owned, but it was owned by two men um, that just, you know, they were artists themselves. And then this corporation kind of came in, and, came in and, and took over and wanted like the master's degree uh, teachers, which is fine, you know, because, and then they wanted to have a bachelor's degree, which meant that the illustration program had to go down to two years or the associate's program had to go down to two years. So just things started changing, and I started getting so busy with work that I was like, I, I think it's time to mm. go. You know, I just felt like it was really just time to move on. And I still, you know, stay in touch with the school. You know, I still appreciate everything I do, but it's just a different school now. You know, it wasn't like it was. Could you see yourself teaching again? I th- yeah, I think so. Uh, what's, that's what's fun. My daughter's eight. Mm-hmm. 
I don't sit and teach her anything, but I can see she observes, <laughs> like you know, like a cartoonist or an artist does. She sees things that other people just don't think about seeing, you know, mm-hmm. or they just don't think about it. And so it's neat to sit with her. But yeah, I would love to do that. But I think it would be, I'd like to do it with younger kids. Teaching freshmen in mm-hmm. high school or in college was really tough, especially at an art school because you had a lot of uh, parents who were like, "Well, my my son likes video games, or my daughter likes video games." can't draw but you know how how hard can art school be i'll send them there and it was just like what you know so i'm 75 percent of the kids were really good and really focused but there was that 25 percent that was like what are you doing here you yeah. know and you can't say that to them you try and encourage them but after a while as a teacher you just get frustrated and you know angry right because um, presumably but, if you're going to art school you you know you want to do something with it professionally eventually right, right and if you don't have that sort of basic uh you know baseline yeah yeah probably yeah, should like, do something it's else so hard i mean you know because you're putting yourself out there you're receiving so much rejection you just have to keep going yeah and so many i'm like i don't know it's it's hard i know, think that's you know the case in any profession that requires sort of that you know i see it in journalism you know mm-hmm. with people who clearly have always wanted to do this but they can't write right right, right. <laughs> you really got to be able right, to write right. you gotta be able to put a sentence together right, right. well yeah um, my wife just said to me the other day we were listening to some song and it was just like i'm one that i listen to the lyrics and she's my wife is in music so she listens to the music and i'm like oh my gosh this song is terrible <laughs> She's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, listen to it. She's like, yeah, some people are great musicians, but they're not good poets. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, it yeah, is tough to put it, put it all right. together sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to talk a little bit, too, about um, the the Travelogue book. And you said you have another another one coming. Yeah, so we no, could no, talk no, yeah. about that, too. But this this last one's called, um, you know, One Week, Four Cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really sort of puts you right there. <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> Traveling thanks. Yeah, around that's what I was trying Europe. to do. Yeah. Um, and I got So, did you basically draw it? You didn't just you, you didn't go and then come home and write a book. You no, wrote it while no. you were while yeah. you were there. Well, I had a lot of extra time because my my wife works in pharmaceuticals, so um, she was working for a company in Basel, Switzerland. Yeah. So I, it turned out that the the prices on tickets were cheap. So I just was like, I I'm gonna go. <laughs> you know. And so I went, and uh, yeah, and I would just keep a sketchbook. So while she's at work all day, you know, eight hours during the day, I would just wander around Switzerland. And it was right on the border of France and Germany, so you could hop trains. You know, it was like a hub. Um, Yeah, and I would do a lot of the stuff there. And then in the back of my sketchbook, I should have brought it, uh, I would put little notes, like, you know, fix this or change that or find out what this is. Because sometimes when you're there, you're, you're so overwhelmed with things. Um, and also you have only so much time to draw. That I would Germans really those. strict. <laughs> <laughs> faster, faster. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then when I got home, I, I love history too. So I was like, I need to kind of incorporate some of these weird, like I love obscure history, especially. So I was like, I need to like incorporate some of these weird legends into the story, just to make it a little bit more fun. Maybe every chapter would be something fun about it. Um, but yeah, that was my idea. Is that like you know. Is that I wanted people to feel like they were there. Yeah, you know no, what I mean, I mean it ha- and it had a good. I, I mean, it, it was very educational. <laughs> you know, maybe that's <laughs> you. That was your teacher, yeah. maybe coming mm-hmm. through the teacher side. Yeah, of it. yeah. But yeah. but an entertaining read, and of course the the illustrations are great. Mm-hmm. So oh, thank you, thank you. You know, when I and when I picked it up, I th- thought it was just going to be. It, it might be more of here's some 
you know, funky illustrations and some gag uh, okay. lines about, you know, what's going in Europe. Yeah. But it's not that at all. It's really, you know, it, it's thank it's you, good, thank you. You know, yeah, there's there's kind of a plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you sort of feel it. Yeah. And now, what, so what, when is the New Zealand book coming out? I'm, you know, I'm not sure. I think everything's ready to go. I just gotta kind of have it get get it printed up. I mm-hmm. think I, I That's think a, and finished. a similar approach to that one, or yes, yeah. But that, as I said, that one was done in pencil, so it'll. I just have to make sure it's going to print well. Um, that's my only concern because that <laughs> one was with ink, and it took a lot longer. You know, when you do pencil, you're like, you know, it's done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this, uh, as I said, the New Zealand one was done with pencil, so it'll be a, you know a little bit trickier to get it together. But hopefully, it'll come together. Hopefully, within the next six months. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, this yeah. one, I I wanted to say that I did go back and I did fix things. You know what I mean? I added pages. Um, but about, I would say about 80, 80% of the, uh, the Europe one was finished, you know, once I came back. So, yeah. That's very cool. I should mention too, we're going to have, um, we'll have links to Chuck's website and to some of his work, um, at our website, petpeevescomic.com slash podcast is where you'll find all the, the podcast information. We're going to take just a very short break and we'll be back, uh, with the last, uh, last few minutes with Chuck. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back with our guest Chuck Dillon. I'm Pete Yanka. I'm here with Dave London, and uh, we've been talking about his illustrations and his his books. And you know, usually we talk to a lot about comic strips and cartooning. That's mm-hmm. what that's what we do here. And I noticed you do have. Uh, and you said you sort of started with a more of a comic. Um, I don't know if it was a strip, but with, with what yeah, you did strip. back in Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have some very funny strips actually on your website. I don't oh, know if thank that, you. You know, so I guess. Ha- have you considered going back to that form? What, what do you What do you look for in a comic strip? What do you like? Um, I haven't thought about really going back to that form. I would like to do like uh, you know the, what's popular right now is the small graphic novels for kids, which I think are great. Yes, um, I would love to do something in that format. But I also, as an artist, know how much work that is. So <laughs> like, wait till I you know wait until my daughter's eighteen, you know, and out of school, and then maybe I'll be able to do it. Um, but yeah, I still love comic strips. You know, I, I loved Peanuts growing up, Calvin and Hobbes, uh, and uh, the Neighborhood. Did you guys ever read the Neighborhood? Oh, who's you the who's the artist? I, you know, I can't remember. I'm, I feel bad, but I can't remember. I, I you know, I think um, was was it Tom Tolls? Because he yeah, did, it might be yes, because yeah, he's yeah. the he's the editorial cartoonist. Um, but he did do a, a strip which I never saw in a newspaper, but mm-hmm. I came across the a collection. Later, and it really yeah. is very funny. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some very, uh, it's a, and it has a, a peanuts influence. It's little yes. kids acting like adults, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 but yeah my, I was the type of family like Philadelphia has two major newspapers: the Philadelphia Inquirer, which I'm sure you guys probably heard of, but yep. the Philadelphia Daily News. Yep. And every day we would get both papers, which was great, you know. Um, so yeah, every day I would open the paper and read the comics, you know, and. Um, and there was, you know, besides Ninja Turtle guys and Stan Sakai, there were, there were some of those guys, too, that I read, or uh, that I wrote, you know, and just write letters back and forth. They were so encouraging to me. And um, I don't know, you know, and I'm, I'm, now that I look back as an older man, I'm like, thank God I didn't get that contract, because it was a 10-year contract. And within the, right in the middle of that is when, like, all the newspapers started doing really bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I almost push. I now, you know, I knew how much energy I'd put into it. And as I told you guys, like, I can't do much anything else except maybe work at a gas station, <laughs> you know? Um, so I was like, I don't know if I'd be able to do all that work, you know, if I would have violated the contract, which would have been, like, 
yeah. scary. Well, it's gotten very tricky, obviously, for cartoonists when yeah. you know, and for anybody who has anything to do with newspapers otherwise, as I do right, in, my, right. in my day job. Yeah. Uh, but but of course, the web has offered all sorts of new. Avenues, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, and that's know, been really monetizing nice to see. is, is mm-hmm. tricky, but it, it yeah. does offer. And like you mentioned, the um, you know sort of the hybrid. You know, children's uh, graphic novel type. Yeah, yeah. Type things. Yeah. And we talked to when uh, Mark Parisi of Off the Mark was in last mm-hmm. time, and he has right, a new right. series out. Um, Smarty Pants. Yeah, yeah Mark yeah, Marty yeah. Pants. Yeah. And um, about the challenges that, that he had. It's definitely, it, it sort of mm-hmm. uses a different area of your brain, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. it's great to offer kids who might not necessarily pick up a, a book of their own accord mm-hmm. <laughs> to give them something, you know, that, that they enjoy. I know from, right. um, you know, my son was a big, uh, wimpy kid. Oh uh, yeah. Back yeah. In the day. Yeah. He's 16 now. Yeah. That kind of started that all, you know, that, uh, oh yeah. More books, you know, which yeah. are, they're great. My daughter's starting to read some right now. She's going through, uh, Captain Underpants and, you know, oh, yeah. one's more aimed toward girls about a unicorn and a little girl, like a Dana Simpson, I think does that. Which is a lot of fun. You yeah, know? there's but so I'm many like, of them. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and I think Dana started off as like an online thing, and now she's doing books. You know, um, and going back to your question, like I would love to have like a an online comic book. Like, I just don't know how to do it, <laughs> <laughs> and more importantly, how to make money at it. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> that's a big question. yeah. Doing it isn't yeah. so hard if you have yeah. the time, right? But uh, actually, right. you know, making a few bucks out it could be yeah. can be tricky. But it's right. still fun to you know that that there's this online community out there mm-hmm. of, of uh, illustrators and cartoonists now, and yeah, that's, you know, it you used know to be what, such yeah. a solitary right. endeavor. Well, yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like. I was kind of on my way downhill, you know, as an illustrator and a cartoonist. Just kind of didn't really know what I was going to like. Facebook and MySpace came out, you know, and it was like, I I didn't realize how much I needed community. Mm-hmm. I needed feedback. I needed affirmation. I needed, you know, just that encouragement. You know, a letter once in a while wasn't doing it <laughs> yeah. from a hero, but it was nice also then to show like family and friends, like, look, this is really what I do for a living, you yeah. know, not just like... You know, oh, I like to draw. You know, <laughs> it's like a real thing. Um, but it, yeah, it kind of saved my life. You know, because then you see what other art, artists and illustrators are doing, and it pushes you mm-hmm. in a way that you were like, or you're like, oh, I never even thought of that. Not that you're copying it, but it just, you know, one thing leads to another. Right, it shows like, you what other people are doing, or you see somebody saying, "Yeah, I'm funnier than that." Right, right, right. <laughs> right. I might as well keep this up. <laughs> right. He's making it. Right. You had an important question, I think. Well, you know, it's not a cartooning-related question, but given that you're from Philly and you now yes. live in Boston, I, I have to bring this up. We have a little football team in our uh, neck of the woods here. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of them, the yes. uh, New England Patriots, and they're, yes, they're playing in this I little am. game uh, next week, a Super yes. Bowl against uh, the Philadelphia is it next Eagles. Week? It I is. thought it was two weeks. All right. uh, well, um, it'll be a week it'll, from it'll Sunday. Week from we got Sunday. Okay. So, uh, do you have a? Uh, so you have to root for the Patriots now that you live here, right? Is no. that the uh, rule? I, I no, think that, that is the law. <laughs> I think they passed that law. No, I haven't been here a year yet. So <laughs> oh, that's, that's really it, what right. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, Philadelphia. I don't. The Eagles have never won a Super Bowl. They have not. No, they, they I think they've the been Patriots, in it right two actually. or three times. Yeah, in two thousand. Uh, two thousand four. Uh, two thousand four. Yeah. Then they were in it back in I think like nineteen eighty before my time. But yeah. But no, I. Uh, it was weird because yeah, we, like we moved up here and all of our neighbors are New England fans, and they actually a couple of them came over to watch the game with us, and they're like, "What? Well, what are you? What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I, you know, I'm not a football fan, but I have to root for the Eagles. Um, and if I don't, my family will beat me up. Yeah, like that's how Philadelphia is a very rough town. Oh yeah, it's very black that. or white. Yeah, you know I mean, like not race black and white, just." <laughs> 
it's it should be called the city of brotherly love and hatred because <laughs> it's just like it's either way and and my wife is from outside of philadelphia she's from like an hour outside um called this little farming community called lansdale it's bigger now but and she doesn't get that like when i'm like oh i hate that song she's like how can you hate it and i'm like it's just that's the way we are in Philadelphia. <laughs> you love it or you hate it. There's no in between. Right, no in between. So I don't hate the Patriots because um, I'm not that big of a football fan. But you know, you guys won. You probably five will Super Bowls after. so far in the five. past five years in a row. It's it's time. It's time for it to end. <laughs> well, it's right. Even as, as I, I was saying during the break, I grew up in New York. My I come from a family yeah, of Giants, Giants fans. Yeah. So my father just walks around now. His head is down. <laughs> Despondent. I mean, it's just drinking so, more. It's just so sad. <laughs> this was just a horrible year. Yeah. Um, but my wife is from here. My son, uh, okay. who's a huge sports fan, big big Red Sox and, and Patriots fan. So I have to tread yeah. tread very lightly. But like, it's hard not to think after a while. Okay, give somebody else a chance. But right, not this right. year, though. Yeah. I think the weirdest thing moving up here too is like going in a grocery store. And like the Doritos display or the the beer display is all Patriot stuff. Like that was like the biggest thing that was like, oh, that's really weird. But yeah, it totally makes sense. Oh, you know, yeah. There's probably a different, you know, for every region in the country, there's a different team that they focus on. <laughs> right. but I you just don't never think, thought about right. it. You yeah. don't think of it till yeah. till you. Yeah. But yeah, my nephew is a big uh, Patriots fan, and he just got a dog. So for Christmas, um, we pulled him on Pollyanna for my daughter. And uh, we got him a Patriots jersey for his dog. And he was so happy. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Is the dog named Brady like every no, other dog no, in I New England? You know what? I can't remember the name. <laughs> There's a lot of Bradys <laughs> out there. We run into them all <laughs> over the place. You can't go, Brady! Brady, oh, come geez. back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, e- Eagles by uh, 14. Wow. That's, <laughs> a, that's some prediction. Put some money on that because if it yeah. comes through... You won't need to cartoon anymore. You'll be loaded. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much, Chuck. We really appreciate yeah, you, you coming really by. This was it. this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, go to petpeevescomic.com slash podcast uh, to uh, listen listen further to all of our podcasts and also to, to see some links back to Chuck's work. Um, you could also go direct to his site at chuckdillon.net. That's right. Yeah, I wasn't a rich enough to afford that. That'll do. <laughs> uh, and uh, please uh, thank you so much for tuning in as usual anything to add Dave I uh, just really appreciate you uh, coming on the show with us sure excellent thanks yeah, thanks for having me alright <laughs>